This is the last thing we need. I really just forget that melody. When I popped off, then you go gave me just a little bit of lot job. Baby, so cold. He from the north, he from the Canada. Bankroll so low, I got nothing else that I can withdraw. Ran up the door. I shot my wrist, it go like sha 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 sha. I got your bitch singing. Yeah. You know, right when you started playing that, I thought it was Eli talking. If you play that from the beginning, it sounds like Eli. Hold on. I was like, did did you clip something from the podcast? Did I really just forget that melody? Eli, is there something you want to tell us? I'm good, man. That's not me. Wait, can you say, just just like you just said that, don't try to be anybody else but yourself. Just say, did I really just forget that melody? Did I really just forget that melody? Did I really just forget that melody? Okay, now this time, say it just a little bit higher over the voice. Did I really just forget that melody? Wait, 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 wait. One more time. Did I really just... What'd you say? Did I really just forget that melody? That's a little too high. Go. Did I really just forget that melody? Did I really just forget that melody? (laughs) 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 I'm telling you, dude. That's him. Eli's Y2K. That's young Eli. That's young 2K Eli. I love that. That was a great way to start the show. Well, thank you. How's everybody doing? I'm doing really, really well. Doing great. Should we explain? I I think it's on me to explain. Okay. What's going on here? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry for the delay, folks, on uh, why it took us so long to get back in the New York groove, get back in the podcast ways, if you will. But tragedy struck this podcast this week. Mm. And, uh, you know, not to be dramatic as I am sometimes. But, no, I got a little story time for you. I lost my voice. and <laughs> Tragedy has struck. Yeah. But if you know me, you know that a voice is a tool that I use as a, as a form of living. Um, sorry, I'm screwing my water bottle top back on. You like that? Yeah, what is that, about a 64-ounce water bottle? It is. Can you believe that, guy? This is episode, what, 24, 25, and he's still making background noise? Some people never learn, man. But anyways, so I, for those of you who knew, I got bronchitis about five weeks ago, four weeks ago, and I thought I was over it. And it can ling- linger up to four to six weeks, I learned. But regardless... Thought I was good. I went and played the show. We went to Gillies. Everything was good. Last weekend, did Beer Mile, which we'll get into later this show. And if you notice, Saturday we were out there. My voice had a little rasp to it. And then we go do our thing. We go out. We had fun. That next morning, you called me, and I sounded like hammered hell. Hammered hell. I mean, You sounded really, really bad. Yeah. And so as we progressed, I still was up and down, up and down. Monday, I woke up with no voice. And, you know... It's out. Allergies can do that. Different things. So I was like, I'll give another day. Be fine. Tuesday rolled around. Still had no voice. And I was like, you know, this happened to me last time. I had bronchitis. A few weeks later, I was out of a voice. I said, if I get to Thursday and I don't have a voice, I'm going to be, I'll be concerned, but I'll, you know, I'm going to figure it out. Wednesday, I got offered Stars tickets. So I'm going to go. Still had no voice, but decided to go because, yeah, I won't yell at Stars game, but it's free tickets. I'm going to go. We're a sports podcast. Why the hell not? Yeah, you need, we need boots on the ground. We need boots things. on the ground at these events. So. I go, I go to the bar, I go to the game. Um, still no voice. I go to the doctor Wednesday though, and I, you know, for those of you who have not followed my journey, by the way, Eli, you didn't close that door. Way to go! I mean, were you born in a prison? Yeah. Were you born in a prison? Born you in a prison. Little toilet baby. You little little prison baby. Anyways, has anybody ever been born in prison? I'm sure. 
You know anybody that's been born in prison? Not personally. But regardless, this is my, you know, let me finish my story here. I'm really. You're right. Let's really not screw it up. Let's not get sidetracked with get prison side baby. prison babies here. That'd be a hell of a story, huh? But regardless, I go to the doctor and I said, you know what? I, I usually get my, my shot once a week and meet my nutritionist, do my thing. And I said, I need to, uh, I want to see my regular doctor and see what's going on with my voice while I'm here. Two birds, one stone. Get two birds stoned at once. You know what I mean, young Eli? You know what's crazy? Yes, sir. You know what's crazy is that I go, this is how you know what's crazy. It's like go up the front desk. There's a new front desk lady that she's really cool and she likes me. And she, she's, I don't know how she knows me, I guess, because I'm in there a lot. Getting my, yeah, I get B12 shots once a week. So she's gotten to know me over the last few weeks, a few months. She's probably been there since the end of last year. So she knows me. And I've gotten sick a few times. But I, uh, I don't get sick a lot. That's a weird thing. It's like these last few months, like I've gotten sick. Really just gotten the bronchitis, but other than that, really haven't been that sick. So I go up in there, and I don't have a voice. And I, dude, the whole time, here's the deal: I didn't feel sick. I felt good. I've still worked out. I've done my thing. I just didn't have a voice. So I'm at the window, trying to tell her what was going on was really hard. You had to cocos the sign language gorilla. Exactly. So I'm telling her, and she goes, she looks at me, and she goes, "You're always sick." I'm like, I'm really not. I'm just like, I'm trying to explain to you. Cocos. I don't have a voice. Yeah, I'm just like telling her this, like whispering it at her. But anyways. I'm like, I just need her. I want her to look at my voice because I want her to look at my throat, see what's going on, make sure, like, nothing. for a singer, you know, it just freaked me out. I, and I have made a deal with myself. If it's still bad Thursday, I'm going to go see somebody about it because it usually four days, that's pretty rough to not have a voice. I mean, for a singer, too. Because there's different, like, I grew up with vocal teacher, like, I had a grandmother that was a vocal lesson teacher. I have an aunt, or I mean, a cousin. I mean, I have cousins that are in vocals. My family is a musical family. Like, I know these things. And with my voice, I know there's something you don't mess around with. I know there's different things like notes and different vocal surgeries you have to get and different lesions you can get on. And it just a lot of things replayed in my head throughout the week that really freaked me out. Like there was times I I got a little scared. Like come Wednesday, I was I was a little freaked out. Yeah. So I go, will you check me out? <clears throat> I said, this happened to me last time I had bronchitis. I just really would like for you to just look, give it a look. Let me know what you think. And, you know, let's go from there. She said, okay, yeah, absolutely. She said, you know, bronchitis can last for up to four to six weeks. This so. better result in him having cancer or something. So, I don't know where this is. What the is. hell, man? Where is this story going? No, so I'm, I'm going to tell you what's going on. So, obviously, we couldn't record because I didn't have a voice either. It's hard for me to record a podcast with no voice. Talking, you know, not talking. So, I go, um, she she looks at me, looks in, looks in my ear. First off, you ever hear a doctor go, hmm, when they look at something on you, probably not good. So, she looks at one of my, my left ear. She's like, looks great. She goes to my right ear. She goes, Hmm. Mm. Okay. Not odd. Whatever though. I now bend it. over. Yeah. She goes, and she looked in there. And she's like, okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways. Um. So then she goes and looks at my throat. So what's ended up happening, dude? Is I guess with the bronchitis and everything, I have a throat infection that like turned into like messing up my voice, my vocal cords. Yeah. And I had an ear infection as well. So all those mixed together caused me to lose my voice. And so they, she was. I've never been on. Like, you've taken steroids for illnesses, right? I've taken steroids for all kinds of shit. Okay, figured. You degenerate. <clears throat> but I've taken, I've not taken steroids other than, like, illnesses. But the longest I've ever gone is five days of steroids. Yeah? She put me on nine days of steroids. Your little balls shrink up? Dude, yeah. Bad. Look like little shriveled raisins. Yeah. A couple of sun-dried raisins. Anyways, get out of here. So, I'm on those, <laughs> but... You know, now my voice is coming back. Singing voice is not really there yet. It's close. Like, I Prove can't it. hit falsetto. No. I'm not Just give us that. one little note. No, nah, man. Hey, I've seen fire and I've seen rain. I can't even, like, falsetto, bro. When I try to falsetto, I'm like, it's bad. 
Can't even do it. Can't even falsetto. Oh, man. But I'm supposed to sing tomorrow at a Valentine's deal, and I might not be able to do it. And it's really unfortunate because, like, a big deal. But I've, I've come to terms with it because I've got a big show next weekend. If I can get ready for that, that's, it ma- that's what matters. You know, if it's not meant to be tomorrow, it's not meant to be. And that's, you know, it's out of my control. It's, it is what it is. You know, it's, it's nothing that I can control. But that that's the big that that's the big deal there. It's like I was just trying to recover. For me, it's like I I've never been I don't like get down and depressed on things. Mm-hmm. But like when it comes to like my voice, you know, me and you, we talk we get to do this and do podcasts and talk. And like I I'm fortunate to be able to sing for a lit like I get to sing and make money singing and play shows and I have a band and I've got like this is the dream. Like I get to do shit like this. This is fun. And like being not being able to do that for like a week. It puts things into perspective. Like I can't even write. I could write, do lyrics, but I can't sing it out. And like for me, I like to sing stuff out if I'm gonna do it. And so, like it's just really it freaked me out, dude. Because I like everybody knows I'm an overthinker on certain things. And yeah, I like it. Just a thousand things start popping in your head. Like, what if I've blown out my voice? What if I've done this? What if I've done that? And I was like freaking out, but also trying to stay positive about it. You know what I mean? And try not to put myself under on it. And so. It was a weird week for me. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't let it get you down too much. I mean, I'm not. I'm coming back. I'm back in the New York groove, baby. Yeah, yeah. No, you you, you seem fine. I've been doing vocal treatments, dude. I'm back on like my vocal treatment thing that shoots steam into my vocal cords and hydrates them. I just would like to preface, not preface, um, remind everyone that you started this segment by saying tragedy has struck this podcast. <laughs> So to say that you're a bit dramatic or a, yeah, an yeah. overthinker is is saying the least. Also, I've got another rant real quick. Let's hear it. So I want to I want to start off by saying I am very I'm glad you're I'm glad you're on the road to recovery by the way. Thank you. Me too. I feel good. I feel like every day has been better. If you'd heard me Monday to today, it's not I mean some of you did. Eli heard me this week and was like, "Dude, you sound like shit." And I do think it's good that you are you you recognize certain things and that you have perspective of like, "Hey, I'm getting to do a lot of cool shit." And you know, a lot of people don't have that perspective and they just take a lot of stuff for granted. So it's good to be introspective like that and, yeah. and be able to look at your life and be like, wow, my life is awesome. Um, but I wouldn't worry about it. You just you got sick during like the winter for a couple weeks. I know, bro. But like, it's just when it's it's different because it's like I'm not trying to compare it to like people like like get injured. You know what I mean? Like in sports and shit. But it freaks you out. Like with something little at like voice, like I sing. The way you're describing this is is you're kind of like thinking like it's all over. I'm no, gonna be bedridden just, no, for the rest of my no, days. I just hear stories, bro. Like for example, John Mayer and like Adele, they were Charlie out for, Robinson this past yes, year. Yeah. So like for example, John Mayer and Adele. I know that there's a lot better than Charlie Robinson, so I'm gonna speak on it. Like like they had to take a year off, a year or two off because they hadn't they had to get vocal surgery for for vocal injuries, and that shit freaks me out because it's like John Mayer and Adele, they're like established artists. For me, we're still like grinding and trying yeah. to get up there so if i ever had to do that at this level like that that scares shit that's that's like my biggest fear dude and yeah. so like when you get something like that you lose your voice a little bit like two days okay you're good but like when it's a week you're like what the hell man but then once i went to my doctor and i figured out i was gonna be okay it was like a, she did say if i wasn't better in two weeks i gotta go to like an ear nose and throat doctor but the old I'm, ent I'm yeah but i'm getting better dude my voice is getting better every day is a better day everybody hears me every day they're like dude you're getting so much better i'm like yeah, I know. Every day is a new day. I We're happy for your, uh, for your success. Could you get the applause for yourself? I don't want to do that. Just do it. Thank you. Now, I do want to bring up a, a thing. Man. Yeah, go on your rant. So I'm pretty lucky. <laughs> and I don't want to sound... This is going to come off really tacky, but... I come home Friday night, and something happened to me that like was just really inconvenient. 
Have you ever like been up really early in the morning and come home really late at night after like a fun night though too, but you were up grinding all day. You were up early in the morning, start off your day, maybe a workout really early. And then you did something all day and you finally got to go out on a Friday night and you all you want to do is come home and it was good. Just go to bed late at night. Yes. And that was taken away from you. Um, it, yeah. And that just pisses you off, doesn't it? No, when that is taken away from me, it usually doesn't piss me off. Well, I don't know if I understand your question. So, I'm pretty lucky. We uh, we have a lady that comes once a week to, and this has never happened ever to me ever. She's she has cleaned our house for three years. Oh my god, dude, <laughs> dude, this is this is the craziest thing. This is just this oh is, my. This are is, you sure you want to take this to yes, the air? Yes, yes, I do. So. I had to talk about this. I had to talk about this somewhere, dude, because I haven't been able to talk about this. <laughs> Bro, I love this lady to death because she cleans our house, and she's awesome. And once a week, you know, there's pe- we pay pay her to do it. You know what I mean? And we clean up after herself. But also, it's great to have somebody come in and do it. And so people, a lot of people do it all over, all over where we're at, all over everywhere. People have services come in and do it. Nicely, I'm not gonna say her name on air, but she. Yeah, no recently, names, please. No recently, names. <laughs> recently, she added somebody. You're not fucking torch this lady yeah. on the air that well, cleaned no, your house. She's so nice, dude. And every time she's coming, like I've always had great conversations with her. With her, recently she's added somebody to her team to help her. Mm. I think the new lady didn't know and did this, and it's the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. While they've somebody's oh, she's cleaned my house, so I I I don't ever make them change my sheets. If ever if ever I've done it, it's because I was going out of town and it was a one. It was once. I always change my own sheets because for me, I don't want them to, I just do it. I don't make them do it. I feel weird making them change my sheets. I don't even make them make my bed. Like they've only made my bed probably three times since they've cleaned our house. I make my bed every day. Dude, all they do is vacuum my floors. Like literally they vacuum my floors and dust off like fan. I don't, I just, I'll let them, they do the house and my room's like my deal. Like they'll vacuum my floors and maybe tidy some stuff up like they do. But like I make my bed every day. That's my thing. Like it's just, it's who I am. My mom taught me at a young age. That's the best way to start your day off. Dude, my mom taught me, if you make your bed every day, that's the best way to start your day off productive. And that's so freaking true. I feel that way. And I'm going to teach my kids that one day. But yeah. teach, them, teach them young that you make your bed and you make everyone else vacuum and dust. No, yeah, yeah. So, no. Well, I, dude, we do that too. Anyways. I know. Keep she going. Came. Keep going. She came and they, I was here. I was home and I got out of their way because they, they wanted to get and they wanted to vacuum my room, do the thing. So, I get out of the way and they did that. So I come home Friday, thinking nothing of it. My bed's, I'd already made my bed, so I didn't think my bed was touched or nothing. So I come home. I went out with my parents. We all went drinking, like, to have a good time. Um, I haven't been able to spend time with my parents like that in a long time, just me and them and some of their friends. They were out with their friends. So we went out a great time. Just a really good night. Come home. I go to get in bed, and I notice my pillowcases are changed, mm. and it, which is odd, but, you know, maybe they're trying to be nice. So that's cool. No big deal. I go to turn back my bed. And how do you do your bed, Smitty? Do you go bottom sheet, which is the, the, the stretchy sheet, and then sheet, and then comforter? Yeah. Typical. That's a typical bed. What are the other options? Well, some people go like stretchy sheet, sheet, and then like a middle sheet, and then comforter for like wintertime stuff. Some Two layers put, of sheets? Some people put like a middle thicker sheet in there for for like warmth. Okay. But. Now, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a traditionalist. Yeah, I am too. I am too. Yeah. I get a little hot too. I don't Call like me old-fashioned, but I'm Me just too. the old... Hey. Stretchy sheet, sheet comforter guy. Me too. I don't, and I think anybody that sleeps with just comforter is psychotic. I've definitely, dude, before I was with woman, I, who knows what the fuck I would do. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would well, just sleep just above crazy. the comforter. Well, like, I grew up in a house with women, so I just always grew up with sheet comforter. Yeah. Bottom sheet. That's just me. That's how I grew up. So, 
Here's the deal. I turn my bed back. There's bottom sheet. No middle sheet. Comforter. And I go, I know I made this bed this morning and everything's pulled. I make it every day. I go, and I'm not drinking that much. So I go like looking under like the middle, like making sure it's not stuck under there. Nothing's there. I go, what's going on? I lift up the bottom of the other sheet. Like I'm searching my bed profusely looking for this middle sheet. Cannot find it. And I make my bed really nice. I go to the laundry room. For some reason, new lady thought it'd be helpful to take my middle sheet, not all the sheets, just middle sheet, uh-huh. and wash it and leave it in the washer. It's just sitting there wet. That's, that's where the magic happens. Dude, but I just washed my sheets two days prior. So these are fresh sheets. But she didn't know that. I know, but they never changed my This has never happened. They've never changed my sheet. So it's like random. And I go, I look at it, and it's just a sh- random sheet in there with a bunch of clothes. And I'm thinking about it, and I go, what had to go through the mind to not take the bottom sheet, but just the middle sheet out of there in the five minutes they were in my room? And so I had to stop everything. At 1.30 in the morning, I had to put new sheets on my bed which my bed's against the wall, so it's already inconvenient. It was made. It was made with some sheets. Are we doing a segment for you to bitch that you didn't have a middle sheet? Oh, I know. I know. Someone's got to do something about this. Dude. Like, yes. Or who do you expect to sympathize with you? Cameron, the, I am the, the cycle the you're talking about. I do not sleep with a middle sheet, and I hope that keeps you up at night. Furthermore, you are you also want a cat, so I, I would I would not you know put that past you to be like that. Like you're you're telling a story to our listeners that is so unrelatable. You sound like the opposite, the First off, opposite of the common no. man. You're like, yeah, I was out on my forty foot Donzi the other day, no, and I no, ran out no. of fucking neaters, gas. Neaters, so I had to call neaters, my people listen, out there listen, to bring me gas. Listen. Neaters, I want the neaters to listen. I want them to listen good. If you are out there, and you could think about getting home. And getting in bed and just missing the middle sheet and it bothering you, I want you to tweet us and say, I agree. All I want you to say is, I agree. That's it. I agree. I can tell you right now, that's not going to happen. I can guarantee you five people are going to do it. You know what you do in that situation, Cameron? You get your drunk, happy ass. I wasn't drunk. In bed. That's a problem. You, you get in bed and you go to sleep and worry about it in the morning. No, I put a sheet on And dude. you don't bring it up on the pod. I, it's such a first world problem. I put a sheet on. They didn't match either. It was wild. Oh, no. You know what you do in that situation? You come home. Your sheets aren't right. You go to the liquor cabinet. You make yourself a drink. And then you turn on something on the television or something. And you, you just keep drinking until the middle sheet doesn't matter anymore. That's what you do. Well... But you had bronchitis. But I was also no voice. I was freaking out. Rough time. I was highly medicated. I'm highly medicated. I was missing my middle sheet. A world without a middle sheet is a messed up world. You can clip that. You can clip that. I'm not supporting this. This is a movement. <laughs> this I've is- got two movements, okay? I've gotten over the bean thing, but I've got two movements I'm starting. Middle sheet wait, movement. Wait, 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 wait. Back up. What do you mean you've gotten over the bean thing? I'm letting the bean. You know what? If you want to put beans in your chili, that's your own damn fault. But you can do it. I'm over it. Everybody has their own choice. I'm going pro-choice on beans. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good, man. It's called growth. Now, I've got two new movements I'm, I'm full in on. Let's hear it. Middle sheet movement. 
just created five minutes ago. Okay. And a movement that I really stand tall with is the no apricot movement. The useless fruit. Go on. What happened to you? What the fuck is going on right now? Dude, tell me how many times in your life. What is happening, Eli? Tell me how many times. We've been recording for like 30 minutes. I hope tell we me, have not been recording It's this. not been 30 minutes. Tell me how many times in your life. It is only Cameron Vitching. Tell me how many times in your life. <laughs> so the lady that does our grocery shopping for us. No. Can you believe this bitch got us apricots? Tell like, me how many times in your life you've woke up or been during going there the day and just living your life thinking, man, an apricot sounds good right now. None. I, I have uh, apricot preserves in my fridge right only, now. Yeah, do you eat them? I put them on English muffins. Yeah, it's How good, often? Dude. I don't know. I think I've done it a few times. I got a little jar of it. It's good. A few times. Uh, once, but yeah, once in a blue moon. Sure. Yeah, you don't. it's not an everyday deal. It's not a grape. Not a grape jelly, not a strawberry. You eat jelly every day? No. But I, if, I, if I'm getting offered jelly, I'd much rather take a mixed fruit or a strawberry or a peach. The peach is the superior of the orange fruits. So you're, what is the movement though? You don't like a fruit? Apricot is the useless fruit and there's no use in apricot. The other night I was at a barbecue restaurant. Fried pies were offered as a dessert and there was a box that said no apricots. Every box in there, no apricot. They don't do apricots there. And I said, this is my kind of place because apricots are the worst and disgusting fruits. Like They're horrible. What is happening right now? They're horrible. Apricots are horrible. Okay. I'm just telling Why you about you? my new... You asked about a new movement that I started. I told you, you don't ask about the movements you don't want to know. I started two new movements. No middle sheet movement is crazy. The no apricot movement. Why are you not pro-choice on no apricots either? Because if you like apricots and that's your choice of fruit when you have so much better options, bananas, peaches, all these other things, apples, and you go choose an apricot, you need help. You need to seek help immediately. Call 911. Maybe go see a psychiatrist. Oh, man. Eli, Eli, I'm telling you right now, if, you have, if, you, if you're dating a girl and she's living at your house and she goes, hey, babe, I know we've got peaches, strawberries, grapes, all these things, but if, if, if you could just go get me one apricot, I'd be very happy. And you don't run from that girl, you're going to be in trouble. I would get the apricot. Yeah, dude. It's like 60 cents. Yeah. She's psychotic, bro. I would be like, hey, we need to probably eat all this other fruit that you just yeah. named yeah. in the house first. Just, but then, dude, yeah, sure, let's go get an apricot. I don't give a shit. Dude, if, if her yeah, first... No, 100%. Neaters, listen up. All the men out there, and all the women out there, too. If your significant other, if you're, if you're looking at a woman or a man, and their first choice of fruit is apricot, run. Neaters, I would like you to go out of your way and buy apricots and tweet us pictures of you eating them. And at Cameron and the podcast specifically. No. What is happening, dude? Why? I feel like you're channeling all of your, your chilly rage. We've been out of here for two weeks, and I've got a lot of shit pinned up. We were stuck in a snowstorm. A lot of shit going on. Why is it? We're 24 episodes in. What is going on with you? What happened this week? You went to a place that didn't have apricots, and now you're like anti-apricot? What is? I've always been anti-apricot, but it's more passionate than bean, dude. That's a more passionate rant than bean. I just don't get it. I don't know what apricots did to you. Like, they're not, number one, they're not that bad. I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever eaten an apricot. Isn't it like a peach, right? It, it looks like a peach. Yeah, uh, I just had it in the in those preserves or jelly or whatever it is. But I don't know. But it tastes you know pretty good. It's it's not bad. It's definitely not like anything I would I would get. I'm not getting behind your movement. That's for sure. Yeah, there's actually medical uses for apricot. What is it? What, they help, Such, uh, they help apricot itself. is used for asthma, constipation, actually, infertility, no, vaginal infections, and other conditions. Yeah, there's one that would. Uh, there's one that sounds like it would help you quite a bit. What? Uh, vaginal infections. 
I just want to set the scene for you guys right now. Somebody walked in the studio today with the with with no beard. Yeah, I did a little shaving. He's just asking for it. And if you guys want to know, do the carpets match the drapes? Let me just tell you, I got rid of those carpets a long time ago. What are we doing here? Let's get into some sports here next. Oh, let's get into it right now. Why next? Why don't we do it right now? Yeah, dude, stay on it. Actually, I have a little bit of audio. Let's break up this fucking... Gosh, you're trying man. to unionize... I have some things. <laughs> yeah. you're, gosh, Eli, man. stop hitting yourself in the head. We're getting yeah. some things here. Also, I wanted to get some other things. I really got really too dialed in on apricots. Yeah. There's some things I want to bring up. <laughs> I'm sorry there, guys. I really... I blacked out. I blacked out. I'm back. I'm back. But, man, what a crazy week. All right. So, I got a little bit of audio. Let me, let me give you a little bit of time to reset. <sighs> Think about what you're going to think about. Well, I've already reset, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna take the <laughs> wheel here for a second. All right, so last week, or, or 10 days ago, whenever the Snowmageddon episode was, uh, we were talking about the Hugh Jackson thing. And if you remember Brian Flores to the NFL, he was basically saying there were uh, you know allegations against the Miami Dolphins that he was getting paid extra money to lose games. Remember that, Cameron? Yes. And Hugh Jackson came out and he got behind this and said, hey, the Browns, they are doing the same. They did the same thing to me and they paid me extra money to lose games. And he went on SportsCenter and blah, blah, blah. There's a little bit of audio from what he said on SportsCenter uh, about a week ago. Go ahead and play that Hugh Jackson clip if you're ready. And it is queued up. And right away, I wanted to, to help and stand beside him because I know when you're out there by yourself, because I was out there by myself as a one in 31 coach with not a great record. And people, you know, you become the brunt of memes and all this other thing. The difference here, Brian won a lot of games, and he did a that great job. That was it. That was it. But at the same Wait a minute. Did I hear that right? Yeah, yeah, you did. Remember, I told you I had that last week, and I couldn't, I couldn't find it for whatever reason. Hold on, hold on, hold on. By yourself, because I was out there by myself as a one in thirty-one coach with not a great record, and people, you know, you become the brunt of memes and all this other thing. <laughs> Of course this fucking guy lost every game in a season. My grandma's name is Mimi. Yeah, well. <laughs> Bro, I call her Mimi. That's literally what I've called her since I was born. Episode. All right, so we need to, uh, I'm, I'm cutting that. My grandma's name is Mimi. It is. Bro, and we're going to cut, we're going to clip the uh, Hugh Jackson Mimi drop. Like, <laughs> that shit made me laugh so hard. Dude, I was watching that on SportsCenter. I just started dying. I was like, dude, of course this guy is that way. Another thing I wanted to mention about the Hugh Jackson thing. He is the Juicy Smollett. Of the NFL, you think he's the Juice Smollett? He's the Juice Smollett of the NFL because of the because of the hit them. He accusing them of yes, dude. Fuck this guy. He's just wanting to get in on the action. Like, remember Juice Smollett? Yeah, but I don't think he's Juicy Smollett, dude. Juicy Smollett hired guys to kill him. Uh, well, no, he didn't. He hired him to like fake beat him up, right? Almost kill him. Fake beat him up. They still beat him up, but well, okay, whatever, and. I heard y'all's episode. I was out that week, but I listened to it. And that's all I could think of with the NFL situation with Hugh Jackson. Was he's that Brian like, Flores? Like a, yeah. There's some real problems going on with the NFL. There's some real instances of, of injustice and probably racial discrimination and, and malpractice when it comes to hiring. And, and maybe the, these allegations that are correct where the Dolphins actually paid Brian Flores to lose games. And he said, no, I'm going to win anyways. I'm going to win out of spite. And then Hugh Jackson jumps on board and he's like, 
yeah, they paid me to lose games too. And then a week later, he's already backtracking on all these comments. Like he is the Juice Smollett of the NFL. It's a stretch, but it's there. Uh, I'd say a great value version. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not it's not apples to apples. Yeah, okay. But it is it is definitely it's what it made me think of. Like someone who's just trying to conjure up their own storyline so they can get behind this big it's like, yeah. mainstream media wave. So Hugh Oh Hugh. I think one of my favorite Hugh Jackson memories, and this will make you happy, Smitty, was you know, your quarterback, one of my sooner heroes, Baker Mayfield. Yes. Remember when they fired Hugh and he went to work for the Bengals? Yeah. You remember? Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I think he's got a, I think ever since they fired him and this happened, Hugh Jackson's had a vendetta for the Browns. There's no doubt. Demarius Randall went over there and handed him a ball after yeah, interception. Yeah, and Baker just really, really put Hugh in a bad place that day. Absolutely. So, you know, I think there's been a vendetta out ever since that game. And Hugh is just coming back here and saying, listen, I was on a bunch of memes. And <laughs> Mimi's, dude, that's so play it one more time. It's so good. It's so, so my grandma's name is Mimi. Yourself, <laughs> because I was out there by myself as a one in 31 coach with not a great record. And people, you know, I be, you become the brunt of Mimi's and all this other thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I want to apologize. I know where you're going with this. He's just a bad leader. He's a bad coach. He's a liar. He's he. I, I want to apologize to Grambling State and whoever made that hiring decision. You guys got yourself a bad coach. All right, that's not going to go well. He's a, you, he's their coach now. Yeah. If you guys are thinking you got the next Deion Sanders and what he's done over there at Jackson State, let me tell you, you did not. This is the I, most well, uninspiring individual I've do, ever seen. I don't. I think he'll do better at Grambling than he will at the NFL. I mean, he'll win more games. Yeah. He of won't course, be the next he better Deion. win more yeah. games. He won one. He'll win more. He'll win more games. He went. He won actually like four total games yeah. or something with the yeah. Browns. Like He'll it was win more terrible. games. He'll win more games there than he did the Browns. But also, hard knocks put him on the map, baby. Yeah, as a fucking idiot. Uh, next thing that I want to, I have one tiny more piece of audio here in this first segment. Uh, if you want to pull up the ice fishing or the Ohio mayor, I don't remember how it's. Oh, it's categorized. This was in a town called Hudson, Ohio, and they're having a city council meeting. Oh, and uh, really, this guy was talking about how ice fishing can lead to another big problem that this city may face. Go ahead and, and, and play that audio, Cameron. It is the fire and EMS folks and perhaps the police department that all have to engage on a moment's notice should there be an incident. Additionally, if you open this up to ice fishing, while on the surface it sounds like good... Then what happens next year? Does someone come back and say, I want an ice shanty? Like an ice house? On Hudson Springs Park for X amount of time. And if you then allow ice fishing with shanties... Here we go. Then that leads to another problem. Prostitution. And now oh. the police chief and the police department involved. <laughs> How do you make that connection? Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on. He's not wrong. Where's the crossover on this Venn diagram? Hang on. (laughs) Hang on. Hang on a minute. I thought the stretch was like ice fishing to making houses out there. That's a big stretch. No, no. no, Have you ever been ice fishing? So if you ice yeah. fish for an extended period of time, you have like a little shelter around you they call shanty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can build yourself a little, little hut. Yeah, but still, I mean, 
is that really a huge deal? Because, I mean, but still, like, prostitution? You tell me they want to bump uglies on ice? It's not the worst idea I've ever heard. <laughs> but you're telling me you're, you're telling me these hookers are going to go out there dressed skimpy. I think they prefer the term "ladies of the night." You're telling me these lady hookers of the night <laughs> are going to go out walking in high heels on the ice? No, they're going to skate out to you gonna like skate. the Olympics. Oh my gosh, dude, this is going. They're going to luge out to you. They're gonna lose. They're gonna be curling. Yeah. There's gonna be a bobsled team of hookers that will drop each other off at ice shanties. You're gonna see them curling like, their price list. Yeah. What is this guy picturing? Like, what exactly is this mayor got going on? What did they? Uh, I don't know. Is this dude? This is your state. No, no. I was born in Texas. Yeah, but you love this state. I do. I do. Your dad's from there. The Buckeye State. Is he from there? It's actually the birthplace of prostitution. And your dad. And my dad. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, so I think I'm going to be... I think we should actually go out to Hudson, uh, do a remote show out in an ice shanty, and see if any uh, hooers come out and and hang out with us. Dude, I want to try... Is there any place up there to curl? I'm sure you could do some curling, yeah. Is there there a lot of... There's a lot of hockey in Ohio, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a cold weather uh, climate. But y'all don't have, like... Ohio doesn't have like an NHL team. Columbus Blue Jackets, baby. Oh, I guess Columbus does. Makes the BJs. Yeah, Blue Jackets are in Columbus. That's a, a little wall moment for me. But like, it's weird. I would think that I, it's kind of odd for me that Columbus got the NHL team in Cleveland and Cincy didn't. That's weird for me. But Seattle just got a team. They didn't give it to Cleveland or Cincy. It's a northern team. It's weird for me. It's just a weird. That's what I'm, it's just Columbus weird. is also, they got the Buckeyes. They got the soccer team as well, the Columbus crew. And they yeah. got the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. That is Columbus Blue Jackets. But regardless, here's what I was going to say. I'm now hockey guy. Let's hear it. Of this show. Been a fan. Wow. Kept up with them. Big on Stanley Cup. Started really following hockey a lot more vigorously back in when I got into later years of high school, really into college, though. Thought it was interesting. Didn't know a lot about it, but started to get into it. My uncle's mother, so it's my uncle by marriage, my aunt's husband, but he's, you know, uncle. She's a season ticket holder. When he stopped playing soccer like her kids, she found love of hockey because it was close to soccer and it was more violent and it was more fast paced and she thought it was cool. Sure. So she became a season ticket holder, huge stars fan. It took me to my first game when I was a freshman in college. I thought it was awesome. I was like, this is incredible. So I started following a lot more, started going to games, bought a t-shirt and I was, I was t-shirt guy, t-shirt stars fan. Well, t-shirt has now faded. So I've, I've been to winter classic. I didn't buy a Jersey. I just been stars fan with no Jersey. Wednesday, I made a big decision. I became hockey guy. I bought first jersey, but I made a mistake. What? So I thought, logically, a stadium jersey would be the same price as a store jersey. I don't know why you would ever think that. It was not. No way! So hockey jerseys are already more expensive than any other jersey out there. They're nice. But they're nice. They're nice jerseys. I will say they do a great job. They're stitched real great. I think if you want to be a hockey guy, you need to start using the right lingo. And the right lingo is sweater. It's okay. a hockey sweater. You're right. I, I messed up. So I get in the stadium. Start over from the top. Retell the whole okay, story. Okay, so here's what happened. I get into the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> so I go in there. I go, I go to the hangar inside the double AC. 
And I think while I'm in there, man, every other game, they're switching out star stuff and Mav stuff in here. Why wouldn't they just have a bigger hanger and put half Mavs, half stars, sell more stuff? But whatever. Who am I to judge? Sure. So I want to get a Robertson jersey because he's a he's the rookie this year. They drafted him last year. He was on the minors, and they brought him up. And, dude, he scored three goals just last week. Two of the game I was at and then one, the overtime win goal last week or Friday that I was watching the game. He's a killer. I mean, he really is. A, he's a hell of a player. Young. He's the future of the franchise for sure. One, one of the future players. I want to get his jersey. Uh, by the way, if you ever wanted to buy a uh, sweater, they do not run in small, medium, large, extra large. They do Canadian sizes. 52, 54, 56, all that stuff. It's so eh, 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 or eh. Yes. So I'm a 52. All they had was 54 and above. I put the 54 on. I look like I was wearing, like when you're a little kid and you put on your dad's shirts. Mm-hmm. The, the sleeves went all the way down to like my ankles. And did you, my did buddy, you get that one? My buddy Cody goes, that'll work. I was like, no. So I go and I see... My second choice, which is the guy who I've always followed since I've been a Stars fan. I've always been a big Tyler Sagan fan. You know, he's cliche, but I always liked Sagan. I always listened to him on the radio. I always followed him, liked him. You know, everybody liked Ben when he came here, but I always liked Sagan. I mean, I thought he was a good, solid player. So I got a Tyler Sagan jersey because, to me, I got to stay loyal. And I now own a $240 stadium jersey. He said, I got to stay loyal because the one I really wanted didn't fit. I gotta stay loyal stay loyal to my second choice. (laughs) So my second jersey will now be a Robertson jersey. Just let it be known. Okay, all right. (laughs) Dude, the way you tell stories is wild. Um, You love it though. You love it. Yeah, I mean, I I do. Smitty loves it. Eli, Eli's just Eli. Eli doesn't have good taste. Not at all. You don't have good taste. You don't. You like cats. Catman. You're Catman. Catman, dude, that's cool. I, I like hockey games. I'm glad you had a good time. I think we should go. We should, yeah. We should hit up a stars game. I'm in. Okay. Eli likes indoor soccer. We like hockey. We'll yeah. leave him at home. Yeah. I was actually going to touch on that. Last night, I went to uh, our Dallas Sidekicks uh, Major Arena Soccer League indoor soccer. I muted him. It's okay. We don't. I mean, yeah, I muted him. I muted him. I have that back. Yeah. What we're not about to do is talk about our Dallas Indoor Soccer League. Yeah, dude. We can talk about Apricots. We can talk about how his grandma's name is also Mimi. But we are not about to do He said I'm about to leave. He's so upset. He's so upset, dude. Look how mad he is. Oh, my gosh. All right. What were you going to say? Go ahead. Go ahead. One sentence. Go ahead. I was just going to say this. Hey, think wisely. Sidekicks won in overtime shootout. He just looked at me like he was going to kill me when he said that. Sidekicks won in overtime shootout. Was it packed? They had pretty good turnouts there. Yeah. Pretty good talent out there. Any hot ladies? Is it women's soccer? No. Oh. But they have a dance team. Hot women on this dance team? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. All right. All right. Maybe we'll go check that out. Um, this has really been all over the road for the really first. Has, uh, really has. I, I want to get let's, let's get let's get into let's get into some like deep talk of something I want to bring up that actually has to do with sports. Let's go do some mushrooms. We'll be right back. Yes, we'll get into that next. Super Bowl Sunday is the day that we're uh, we're recording this, so it'll actually be our our last episode of the season. We kind of messed this thing up due to Cameron's very 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 weak immune system, <laughs> and the fact that my car got towed 
yesterday. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, that was not fun. I'm, my truck is in the shop. And I'm having to use a... Uh, oh, I thought your truck got towed, dude. No, dude. And I'm trying. I'm using like a car for my parents. And I have to register it at my apartment complex. Huh? Whatever you were driving at the beer mile? No, no. This is like a 2007 Hyundai Sonata or something. And uh, <laughs> long story short, it got towed. Really pissed me off. I, I yelled at a lot of people yesterday. We were going to record it yesterday... So now it's about two and a half hours from kickoff or something like that right now. So we're not going to talk about the Super Bowl a whole lot. Uh, that's about all we're talking about because most of you people will have already watched it. Let's just say who we think is going to win. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think the Rams are going to win by a good margin. Or who you want to win. I want the Rams to win, and I think the Rams will win. I want the Bengals to win. Don't think it can go wrong with whoever. It could be cool to see Stafford get him his first one since he was in Detroit to die. But I think it'd be, I want to see Bengals get their first one today. There it is. Joe Shiesty. I want Joe Money to win it. I think a lot of people do. I just I I would if I wasn't a Browns fan. I'm not going to root for a division rival. Just okay. is what it is. That's fair enough. We'll see what happens. But uh, today we're just we we kind of screwed up the schedule a little bit. So this is our last episode of the season. I know we've said a lot of confusing stuff about when that will be or what it's going to be over the past few weeks. We had an idea. That idea changed a couple times. So this is it. We will be coming back. In the springtime, with start of season two, we're going to have video for you. We're going to be more interactive on social media, and we hope to, to keep improving our product and, and keep bringing you guys some fun content, and we love hearing from you guys. We love you. LTWNpod at gmail.com. That's a great way to get a hold of us. If you have questions that you'd like for us to discuss on the air, content, um, anything you guys would like us to bring up, we, we'd love to interact with our listeners, our needers, our special little needers out there. And uh, you can also reach us at LTW, uh, what is it? At LTWN pod on Twitter. It's yes. at LTWN pod on yes. Twitter. We're going to have a Facebook Instagram. account and we also have an Instagram account with that same handle. Is at the YouTube LTWN up yet? Pod. We're, we're getting YouTube. So what we're going to do is we post in all these, uh, all these, all these podcasts and the new, and the new season we'll be having the video factory. You'll be able to see Smitty's bald face. Yeah. Yeah. So it should be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to doing that. So this is it. This is this is what we're going to. And it's funny that this is it because I'm at the end of the road on one of my content uh, pieces that I've been working throughout this season. Oh, really? Um, the Joe Rogan saga. We've yeah, discussed man. it. You are really dialed in. I am. This is this has struck a nerve with me. And he was not at UFC last night. No, he no. was not doing the announcing. Was not doing the interviews. None of that. So th this has struck a nerve with me because. I just see it as the peak of hypocrisy in our society so far. Okay. This is bad, bad. Because just to give you guys a little backtrack here, we talked about it in a couple different episodes. It started on uh, like episode 12 or something with Rogers has the Roni where, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers consulted with Joe Rogan and they were going about the ivermectin and this and that. And it, it started the whole disinformation thing. We talked about it a couple episodes ago when Dr. Robert Malone went on the, the JRE, the Joe Rogan experience, and uh, he was talking about COVID with Joe, and that got tremendous black, oh my gosh, tremendous backlash in the mainstream media. And uh, it, it, that, again, disinformation, misinformation was quoted by them, uh, at least touted by the mainstream media, I guess, is why Joe Rogan needed to be canceled and shut down and episodes need to be removed and that uh, 270 doctors, quote, air quotes, doctors, um, 
the letter penned an open letter to to Spotify corporate saying that Joe Rogan was a menace to public health. <laughs> a me- that's, a menace that to public a health. Menace. Um, so, you know, that that's kind of what's led us to here. Now it seems like we've reached the conclusion of this, and I'm going to detail that a little bit for you and give you some opinions of mine. All the while, though, I have heard um, from many, many people, just about everybody that has a platform has spoken about the Joe Rogan uh, saga. Uh, not, not yet. We'll, we'll play some audio here in a second. I do have some audio for you guys, but just about everybody with a platform at, at some point or another, or throughout the whole time, kind of like I've been doing that touches on a week to week basis or whatever. Um, they, they've mentioned it and kind of given their brief opinion. And for the most part, there is a camp of people who don't really answer to other people. For instance, like other comedians or other people who have podcasts, um, where they don't necessarily have a boss. Mm-hmm. Um, they can kind of say what they want. People that have to answer to the company, they, you know, for they don't in, say a lot. They will side with the mainstream, or they will kind of look down and snub their nose at the Joe Rogan opinions from time to time, and say, "Why would you? Why would you want to go with all this?" The main one that's really stuck in my craw, and because my world is very small, I listen to the Ticket. Um, they're a local radio station here in Dallas, Sports Radio thirteen ten, the Ticket ninety six seven FM on your radio dial. Um. A lot of their guys, I know Cameron, you listen to that all the time as oh, well. Yeah. It happened for years. Um, that, that's really frustrated me to hear them discuss some of this stuff because it seems like they feel like they have to toe the company line. And in doing so, they've really taken certain sides. I'm going to get into some of that as well. Um, Joe Rogan, though. He took, a, he took a pretty good one on the chin, rightfully so, um, as more artists were dropping out of Spotify, you know, due to his misinformation and, and the platform continually posting these, these podcasts with, you know, the likes of Robert Malone and whoever, Neil Young and Joni Mitchell and certain artists pulled their content. They said, hey, Spotify, it's either me or it's Joe Rogan. And Spotify said, well, uh, yeah, that's an easy one. We're taking Joe Rogan. He brings us 11 million listeners per episode. Yeah. Um, so those artists got out. Another one that got out was India Ari. Um, but she got out for a different reason and it was not the COVID misinformation. She posted a video that had been out for quite some time, but she resurfaced it. And it was Joe Rogan saying the N word about 80 times. Yeah. Who put that out? Uh, it's been out for a while. I don't know who put it out. So I saw what he put out in response to that, saying it was only context, which which you might be getting into that with your with your yeah. Friends. I'm, I'm definitely going to go down that road, dude. I think I know what you're asking, it's, and it's well, it's it is bad. Oh, it's awful! It's, it's awful when you hear that word. That is definitely one of those words. I'm I'm not a big fan of saying that. You know, anything should be off limits or any like you know. It's like hey, you know, words mean things, and if you can use certain words and certain. Place to this one, dude. This one's different. You, you really, no one needs yeah. to be saying that really in any context, especially if you're white. And in 2000, I mean, you know, yeah, like, yeah, it just is what it is. Everything that's, that goes on in the world is just, that's non negotiable, you it, know. There's, there's like what millions, billions of words in this, and that's the one that you choose to use, you know what I mean? Like, and, and like you were saying, to his, I don't want to, I don't even want to say to his credit, but hey, this was a clipped montage of him saying it over and over and over again. Uh, if you want to go break those things down and listen to those episodes, which he himself, this was not a cancel effort. He himself has said, you know what? I'm going to get rid of these episodes on Spotify. I want them down. So Joe yeah. Rogan was the one that pulled like 70 plus episodes or something. Yeah. But um, 
they were he was never calling anyone the n-word yeah. or using it as a racial slur it was more in the context of a story or or talking about the idea of how you can't use that word and how yeah. it's it is off limit you know so again my stance is that doesn't need to be said um however he did and he apologized for it he also had to apologize for a planet of the ape story that he told where him and his buddies went to a uh, black neighborhood to go to a Planet of the Apes uh, movie, and he said he got out of the car and it was like he was in Africa. And if you if you watch that clip, he wasn't about, great. About fifteen seconds after he says that in that clip, he goes, "Jesus, that was a really racist thing to say." And he was just trying to make his friends laugh. He apologized for that as well and said that it was in the spirit of entertainment. He was trying to be funny in a story, and he recognized that it was not funny, and that's not something that you can say. Okay, so we got it on the table. It's on the table. It's on the table. There's some that now this happened. Now Joe Rogan is facing not the misinformation cancellation wave. He's facing the racism cancellation wave. Well, it didn't go quite the way people thought it was going to go. Um, people it, stuck up for him, and it's because Joe Rogan seems to be. It's, this is not my opinion. This is the opinion of most people that know him and follow him. He's an honest guy, and he's simply not racist. Does that mean you can not be racist but also say racist things? I don't know. It's a touchy... Dude, I just... Throughout these things, I think you saw a lot of people that went against him, went, that stood behind him. I saw a lot of people that... You know, there's, there's some people that you typically would see stand for one issue that you'd expect to be against him on this situation that, was, that had his back. For example, Jon Stewart. Yeah, he had his back, which I would have expected John Stewart to be more of kind of a guy that kind of played more to the, you know, uh, probably shouldn't be doing this, not really get his back on this situation. But John Stewart went to bat for him. Yeah, he on did. This. And I'm kind of looking at, but there's a lot of people, you know, and it's about the COVID, on the COVID misinformation stuff. I mean, there's a lot of things. I don't think Joe Rogan was trying to misinform people, tell me not to do stuff. Now, I will say one thing I did see Rogan do that is true is everybody's entitled to their opinions. Rogan never once told people to not get the vaccine. Let's put this out on the table. He never once told him, don't do it. He just said what he, his opinions, which in this country, in America that we live in, you're allowed free speech to say what you think. It comes at a price, unfortunately, where we're at now, but you're allowed to do that. But he did, pre-pandemic, they were talking about if there was a vaccine to come out for this, and he was said, there is a clip of him saying, you know, man, with all the vaccines and all, how far we've come with vaccines in this world, I hope people really pay attention to that and get vaccinated on different vaccines and stuff. And people took that out of context as well. And, you know, there's just different, different vaccines are different for different situations. And, and your choice is your choice. And I think that people in this world have got to respect other people's views because it turns down to there's the right choice or the wrong choice, but everybody's choice that's right is the ultimate right choice. You're not allowed to make the wrong choice in this situation. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. I could give a rat's ass about the vaccine anymore. COVID's over. Yeah. And it just is what it is. Like, dude, yeah. we've had two years or whatever to get vaccinated. A year to, yeah. Like, if it, you either have or you oh, haven't. Yeah. Like, no one, we're, I'm not trying to talk about that today. I'm more talking about the, I'm just saying, like, where it's, what it's come to. You know what I mean? Where, where it all stemmed from. With yes. But now, now, with this racism videos, Rogan makes an apology. This is where I believe Rogan continues to separate himself. When you hear people having to, to go back and apologize for things like this, typically it is that lawyer-written apology, that apology that sounds, if I happen to have offended anyone, I am very sorry for yeah. that. He came out, he explained himself in depth. He said, look, I'm not a bad guy. 
I said things, and this is actually making me address something that I know has been out there for a while, um, and it's the most shameful thing I've ever done in my career. And he and and you really get the sense that he's apologetic about it. Now the question is here, Cameron. As a society, should we forgive people? I think forgiveness is a big thing that I've always. I mean, it's a, different people are going to forgive based on who they are, right? Because some people just won't forgive. They don't have forgiveness in their heart. It's just what it is. I've always been a big guy on forgiveness. It's who I've been. I don't like to hold grudges. It's not who I've been there's people who are going to be evil in this world and that's just the bottom line um but i would encourage anybody out there who's got some sort of evil in their heart you know i'm a firm believer and this is kind of this sounds kind of dark honestly but i i mean this i think that holding grudges and and anger ultimately i thought i hit the wrong button sorry i think that anger like it can cause stuff and cause uh can cause like illnesses can cause cancers and stuff like that. I just really have always thought that, you know, if you hold an anger like that, it can, it can mess with you and mess with your mental and mess with, mess with your health. And I just think that forgiveness is the ultimate way to to get over stuff like that and make yourself better. So I would encourage anybody to always forgive. And I think in society also, you know, what is Joe Rogan really going to do to you? Well, I think, I think you're, um, I would agree with you. Yeah, we should forgive people, but it's a more interesting question at a societal level because society is not, one person you know what i mean and there's a lot of different viewpoints and there's a lot of different angles on this what's up what do you i just think at? there's a lot of people out there forgive us so like for example last night he missed this fight he missed the he missed the big adesanya fight that was last night because he set this ufc event out so right here you know with all the they, they try to cancel all the COVID stuff and then also the racist stuff well if you know israel adesanya he is he's, he's a black man and you know he passionately defended joe rogan last night at this fight and, you know, it looks like he's going to be – Joe Rogan's going to come back to the next UFC fight. But, you know, a lot of people are defending Joe Rogan because they know him. They know the person he is. And they know that, you know, he's not this person that a lot of people are making him out to be. Now, some people are over Joe Rogan, and they're going to be. And that's okay. Not everybody's got to like him. Don't listen to his podcast. But if you do like him, listen to what you want to listen to. It doesn't make you right or wrong to listen to what you believe in and do what you want to believe in. You know, it boils down – it's like – it all it's like politics, man. It's like it's how I believe feel about politics. If you want to believe this, do your thing. Like I don't care who anybody's ever voted for. Like you believe in what you want to believe in, I believe in what I would believe in. At the end of the day, I'm still gonna be your friend. Yeah. So let me let me kind of go down do the thing, rabbit hole. Do your hole thing. Do your thing. Do your thing. Rabbit hole. Because it's an interesting question, right? Should we forgive people, and who do we decide to forgive? If we is some things. Are some things unforgivable? Are they not, right? Well, it's very interesting where we draw the lines of society and who we decide to uh, forgive. Here's what Spotify CEO, he said about, um, I think it's Daniel Eck is the guy's name. Uh, He said about the Joe Rogan situation. While I strongly condemn what Joe has said, and I agree with his decision to remove past episodes from our platform, I realize some will want more. And I want to make one point very clear. I do not believe that silencing Joe is the answer. We should have clear lines around content and take action when they are crossed, but canceling voices is a slippery slope. Good point. Yeah. I think it's a good point, and I think he's right. You shouldn't just take people away. If you want to combat information, misinformation with good information, then bring them on the show. Then, then make give a voice to those with better information, but taking the voice away from information that you disagree with, that is a slippery slope, and it's a good point. And, and quite frankly... This guy, regardless of what he thinks, the facts are they can't get rid of him. 
Joe Rogan no. uh, brings them an audience of 11 million people per episode, and that audience comes with the price tag. And if Spotify drops him, that's not going to be an issue for Rogan because this week, Rumble offered him a $100 million contract for four years. That's the same contract he got for from Spotify. So, you know, Rogan gets canceled from Spotify. Boom, he's right there with he another offered, one. Another one from another, another one, too. He's, he's right there. So it's not, I'm not worried about Joe Rogan. The question is more of a societal, you know, what do we forgive? What are we willing to, to move past? And what are we willing to do? Um, <laughs> when, when Rumble announced that, by the way, their stock went up 18%. I mean, just poof. when they said that, hey, this might happen. I don't think it's going to because of the stance that Spotify is taking, but it's going to be something very interesting to look for in the, in the future. Um, this week, Rogan had on Akash Singh. He's a uh, comedian from Dallas, actually. Yes. And uh, he actually has a new uh, special out on YouTube called Bring Back a Poo. And he's uh, an Indian guy, and he he they were talking about the whole thing. It was actually a great episode. I listened to the whole thing. They brought up Gordo from the ticket on Joe Rogan. You t- you told me that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, uh, Akash Singh was trying to get, uh, Rogan to have Gordo on to talk about JFK, but Rogan stated that this was a political hit. That was interesting. He, he, and he was so matter of fact about it as well. So matter of fact, I mean, he said, Hey, this whole thing, you know, it's a political hit and, it is what it is, and I'm taking my precautions and just getting through it and trying to manage the stress and all this and that. And that's what he was talking about. I was interested to see that. I, I followed this on Twitter a little bit, and uh, there's an account, uh, Maj Touré, M-A-J-T-O-U-R-E. He tweeted out a thread um, that now has 10,000 likes and uh, over 3,000 retweets, and he's basically detailing this potential political hit. And what it is is... Uh, this is a professional attack. This, I'm, I'm quoting now from that Twitter account, and I'll read you this thread. This, this will take just a couple minutes. This is a professional attack. Three, ra- three waves, one right after the other, is not a coincidence. Good spacing, good timing, so it's absolutely professional. But who was it, you ask? The video compilation of Rogan saying the N-word was dropped by Patriot Take six days ago. You see the video in the tweet um, below, so you can't see that. And Patriot Takes... T- Patriot Takes takes credit for republishing the information in picture two. They take credit, and that's important. You'll see why shortly. As you can see in their bio, Patriot Takes is partnered with Midas Touch. Who is Midas Touch? A professional political organization, a Democrat super PAC run by three brothers, Ben, Brett, and Jordan Masalas. All of them have worked in media and have expertise in understanding and manipulating media. Brett was a social media manager for Ellen DeGeneres and is an expert editor, which matters because Patriot Takes works with Midas Touch. And given their expertise in social media management, it's highly plausible that the N-word video was created by Midas Touch. Midas Touch is a super PAC, a super PAC, for those of you who don't know, is political advocacy group with a special twist. Super PACs may raise unlimited sums of money from corporations, unions, associations, and individuals, then spend unlimited sums to overtly advocate for or against political candidates. A super PAC can take in unlimited amounts of money and then spend it however they want. Midas Touch is a super PAC. They can take in as much as they want. $4.7 million for the 2020 cycle and $1.5 million for the 2022 cycle is how much they've taken in. So, Midas Touch, a super PAC, which can collect as much cash as it wants in its professional strategy and media firm run by people with deep ties in entertainment, likely had a hand in the N-word video used to expose Joe Rogan. All right, so now that this is happening, you know who got a hold of this? Dave Portnoy. Yeah. 
because Dave Portnoy has been attacked very similarly. Yeah. He's been tried to be canceled as well. Um, and I, I'm not trying to get too political on any of this, but it is interesting how these things happen. And if you don't know who Dave Portnoy is, he's a head of CEO. He's a, he is Barstool. He, he's Barstool. He's the face of Barstool, the, the president of Barstool Sports. So here's our first cut of audio. Um, you know, considering the fact that this may be true, and there's a chance that the powers that be may use these super PACs, such as Midas Touch, to get figures like Joe Rogan deplatformed because, hey, maybe they don't want him around for the next political cycle. Maybe it's not good for people to hear this stuff. Maybe they kind of want you to think one way or another, and having a voice that's this powerful with 11 million listeners per episode is a deterrent for whatever strategy they have. So they have this ability to take money from these super PACs, these three brothers, um, and, and destroy a platform, that's a potential possibility. I'm not hanging my hat on that, but I mean, I'm you saying... Really, you really dove in. I'm saying, hey, let's let's take a look. Dave Portnoy took a look. He actually had a Zoom call with these three brothers. He brought them on, and he has them by the balls, he says. Play the Dave Portnoy audio, and we'll get into it next. Privately, privately, and I'm not going to bring up... I, I have definitive proof of one of you three using the word in a text conversation with a friend from 2014 that somebody sent to me. It shouldn't be used, but I swear to God, I have. Lie, but okay, that's a lie. Pause it. You think I'm? Li- Sorry, I didn't set that up correctly. Dave Portnoy brought those three guys on because they're saying which three guys are it? It's the Midas Touch okay. brothers. Okay, okay, and they run this quote unquote super PAC potentially, right? And he's saying that Dave Portnoy is accusing one of these three guys of using the N word, and they have proof of them using the N word as really? well. Yeah, he has proof of them saying it, and he puts them on the spot right there. If you want, if you want to start that over, sorry, I didn't preface that. My well, bad. Here, here, you go back a little bit. In a text conversation with a friend from 2014 that somebody sent to me, it, it shouldn't be used. But I swear to God, I have. Lie, but okay, that's a lie. Yeah, you think I'd lie about that? I think you would lie about so, that. Uh, does anyone? Does anyone hear a fiance named Lexi? I think you'd oh, absolutely shit. lie about that. Did can. Am I lying about what I just said? And if someone has a fiance named Lexi, then that tactic. is the decision right here. No, That's no, I'm asking. Is that just, there's is that no right context whatsoever to anybody using? Uh, the word. Is Lexi a person one of your lives? Yes, Jordy's fiance is Lexi. Yes, my fiance I, is Lexi, and so that means Jordy did it. <laughs> I'm saying I have definitive proof. Okay, okay you have Dave. definitive okay, proof, but, but if that doesn't define like everything, and I've never done it in a private conversation. I've done three times all on air. I think context very much matters. So that's Dave Portnoy basically saying, hey, you want to come after other people, make sure there are no skeletons in your closet. Yeah. Because guess what? You want to play this game. I got resources too, man. I can play on yours. And he's he, he wasn't saying that. That's not defining your every being as a person. But. Dude, those guys, those those stall tactics were for real too. He goes. He just repeated, yeah, repeated just the question to him. Saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely a stall tactic. He was, he were, was caught with his tail between his legs. Absolutely. Caught him, caught him with, his, with his pants down, if you will. And uh, so I thought that was really interesting because Dave Portnoy is the type that'll take this shit He's not scared. head on, man. And I He's love that about him. He's already tried to be canceled, him. so what does he get to lose now? And it, it's just, you know, time moves on and we're kind of at the, the crux of the Rogan situation. It doesn't appear that this cancellation movement has worked at all. People have backed Joe Rogan. I'm not worried about Joe Rogan. I'm worried about the ideas that society has of what we will uh, 
forgive and what we won't forgive and, and the angles that we take and what we're really trying to do. I have another cut of audio that's so funny. I thought I thought it was so funny. A comedian, Tim Dillon, um, he had his thoughts on his podcast this week about how amazing it is that Joe Rogan uh, can just continually be in the news and this guy can't get one mention from anybody. Go ahead and play it. I am so incredibly jealous of this. I am so incredibly jealous of this man and his ability to continually be in the news. I, what would I have to do to get anything on this level? I mean, I have chased my whole entire shit career, the type of attention that he is getting right now. And it's impossible for someone like me to get. They won't even let me get big enough to be hated and attacked. It's the one thing I've always wanted, to be threatened by the White House press secretary, to be deplatformed, to have Roxanne Gay pull her podcast off Spotify because of me. And I can't, it doesn't happen. I want Jair Bolsonaro tweeting that I'm doing the right thing. And it's, it's I, I'm, I'm in a fit of jealous rage at this publicity. It's amazing his ability to just keep, what should I do? I'll go out and say cancer is not real. <laughs> Tell me what to do to get this level of publicity. I'll say AIDS was good. Tell me what to do. I'll say being gay is a choice. I'll say abortion, uh, people that have them should be hung in a public square. Oh my what God. What can I do? I don't even think it's that fucking controversial to say that the vaccines didn't work that well. But that seems, that's, I guess, the ticket. Yeah. That's what draws you the ire of all of civilization. Everybody gets mad and they only want to talk about you. They only want to talk about him now. It's all about him. What about me? What about me? Dude. I love that because it's a little levity, this situation. You know, it's funny, man. Like that is, look, let's move past this. He said, I'll say AIDS was good. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> dude, he, uh, <laughs> I, I think another situation that, that it brings me to on this as well is, you know, cancel culture in a whole, they tried to cancel Morgan Wallen. If you think about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, they did. He's big, he sold out two nights at Madison Square Garden a few nights ago. And, hey, and what that guy... I'm, by the way, I want to make it very clear. I know this has taken a bit of a turn. I am not defending anything Joe Rogan has said. We're not defending him, I'm Morgan I'm not defending Wallen, Morgan Wallen. I think that's ridiculous. I'm not defending Dave Portnoy. He admitted to saying the N-word three times. It should not be said. But we should give people second chances in life. But is it a mistake that we can get past? Is that define their entire existence as a person? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. That's a decision. I would say no. I would. I would be more towards the angle of forgiveness. Yep. But there are other people who are not, and it brings us to a very interesting point because today is Super Bowl Sunday. You know who's performing at halftime, Cameron? Oh, do I ever? I'm so excited. One of those would be Snoop Doggy Dog. Snoop Doggy Dog unfortunately, was accused of sexual assault this week. Yep. So is saying the N-word worse than Snoop Dogg? Or, or is saying the N-word worse than sexual assault? I don't know. That's a really good question. I would have to think if we were being reasonable about this, yes. Yes, it was. In fact, just to be clear, Snoop Dogg and his associate Bishop Don Magic Wan are being sued for sexual assault and battery for an incident that an unnamed accuser says occurred in 2013. 
Um, you can go into all kinds of details about this, but she worked as a dancer and performed during concerts for Snoop Dogg and, uh, and this Don Magic Wan. She says that she was coerced into performing a sexual act by Snoop Dogg and was sexually assaulted by the two, according to court documents filed this past Wednesday. So we're going to now watch this guy get touted out there by NBC, who currently has just been accused of sexual assault. We're going to talk about how great he is, and he may. It is innocent until proven guilty. That's the society that we live in. Unless you do a couple things. Unless you say the N-word. Unless you go out and talk bad about the vaccine. Unless you do this. But we are going to let this slide. That's something that we're going to do. And no one's going to be talking about it, and it's going to go away, and this lady will probably get paid. Now, do I think it's really, really, really coincidental that she brought it up the week of the Super Bowl from 2013? A lot of, dude, a lot of people are saying that. A lot yes, of, a lot of, yes, I do. But where's the outrage? Where's the outrage? Yeah. That's what I want to know. If we're going to get so hot and bothered and act like we are just, we are high horsing everybody to death over this COVID stuff, over over all of this language stuff, then where are we going to high horse these people when it comes to sexual assault and taking advantage of people from a position of power? Where are we going to do that? The Me Too movement was just two years ago, but now we're, we're done with that. We're on to COVID misinformation now. Yeah. Well, our brains are a society. We have ADHD. We can't focus. We want to get so wrapped up in this one thing, and then everybody gets behind it, too. And that leads me to what I was going to talk about, that they will come for you. They will come for everybody. The cancel culture will come for everybody. When I'm talking about this, I'm talking about the ticket. The ticket, I love the ticket. I've been a P1 for so long. I interned there. I, these people are my idols. Yeah. I love that. We all love them. But... They have now turned a bit of a blind eye, and I'll tell you what, man, that afternoon drive show with Corby Davidson and Bob Sturm, they will high horse you to death. And I think they forget sometimes that there may be some skeletons in their closet that, you know, there, there's a scenario that gets painted very often that, you know, um, there's a segment on the show from 3 o'clock to 3.30 called Why Today Doesn't Suck, and it's just nonsense and just jokes and funny stuff. And they talk a little bit about sports and, and today in history and this and that. And it gets a little off color sometimes. And it, it's always funny that it's the number one radio, uh, number one sports radio station in America. You know, they've, they've won Marconi awards for it. It really is the number one sports radio station in America. If a guy comes in from out of town, his P one buddy from Dallas says, dude, you got to get in your rental car. As soon as you get in, turn it on to, to sports radio, 1310, the ticket. And they get to hear, <laughs> why today does it suck? They're going to be like, what the hell is going on? They are, let, let's, let's paint that scenario in a different light. You are one Portland hipster away from them getting in their rental car and them hearing something on the, on the radio. And now the cancel culture feasts its eyes on the ticket. You are one dude away from that sensitive person moving here, them hearing your jokes. And now Sports Radio 1310, the little ticket, they are in the crosshairs of cancel culture. Yeah, we thought about that, though, but I don't know. I don't know if they will. I don't know if they will either, but I'm saying they sure act like they sure as hell won't. And they're so unapologetic for the things that they've done in the past. And I want to bring up, uh, let, let's bring up a segment that Bob and Dan used to do weekly um, way back in the day. It was in the, the mid-2000s. It was called Gay Not Gay. And basically, they would have the listeners write in, and they would talk about different activities that they would do. And Bob and Dan Just would decide. a little snippet of it, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll show you a little snippet of it. They even have a theme song. Go ahead and play it, Cameron. It's okay, not gay. It's kind of hard to say. Well, I 
Driverselect.com. Yeah. They had a sponsor, dude. All right. Here we are for another edition of Gay Not Gay. Today we're in Edmonton and we start off with Donovan's hands. Let's hear just about a little bit more. Donovan went shopping right before the big trip to Scary Canada and bought himself a nice pair of mittens. Yeah, I went to, four, I went to four different stores and they didn't have a thing. There were no gloves left? None. So, you actually, so this was the very last pair they had at Target. You have mittens. And I had I had to buy them. I had nothing else. I can't Kitten believe mittens. they make men's mittens. They they might not be men's. I don't know. They're, They're pretty big. mittens. For a really big girl. <laughs> yeah, Donovan, this is uh, very similar to what we talked about last week, isn't it? When we talked about earmuffs. Is it? Yeah, that's all they had, so I had to get them. Yeah, and and they were four dollars, and I don't plan on wearing them anymore, except for when I come to Canada because it's so cold. Now, do you find your mittens uh, warm? All right, very we, can, nice. we can bring it down a little bit. That's awesome. Now, funny, good bit, right? Like it's funny, probably a little outdated, sure. Yeah. But it, it was today. If they did that today, 10, 11 years later, probably not good. And we're not sitting here canceling the ticket. We're not. No, no. We want to preface this because. I want to make sure they know. We're not trying to cancel the ticket. No, I want to make sure they know. Hey, like, dude, you guys, you, you, you guys want to get on your high horse. You want to talk about how you would never say anything crazy like that. And you want to bash Rogan. Rogan didn't say this stuff 10 days ago. This was a video from 10 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? So let's not forget we're not canceling the ticket, but I, we don't have enough listeners to cancel anybody. That's but, true. you know, I'm just pointing things out. There's another um, thing that uh, uh, Bob Sturm's, Cohort on the uh, afternoon drive show, Corby Davidson. He's got a few skeletons in his closet as well. Um, if you want to pull up the Mexican Dracula uh, segment, this this, will, this is about two minutes long. Bear with us. This has been audio intensive. Or, or but. Costello. One of them's like, okay, here we go. You know, and, and all of a sudden, here come these people from the back of the stage running towards them. And it's one guy dressed in full bandito outfit with yeah, the old full bandito, old then, Mexican bullets with the crossways, you know, and the, and then for no reason whatsoever, here comes flying on stage, Dracula. Yes. <laughs> Dracula trailed him and it was full on Dracula. Like, ah, <laughs> like trying to scare the audience. And then they would, so here's Dracula, like, staring at him. He's got these weird eyes, you know, and the teeth. And, and, then, and, and then they show the big Mexican bandito guy with the giant sombrero, and he's, you know, fully armed with the bullets and everything, and he's got this mustache that's a prop. Yeah, it's a but huge it, mustache. Dude, yeah, it goes out like a foot on either side. Well, every time he moves his mouth... It the the thing wiggles, so it's like Samantha from Bewitched yeah, wiggling her nose. The mustache wiggles and it makes Hanna Barbera sound effects noises. Yes, like they, dinkle, dinkle, dinkle. Yes, like like uh <laughs> like Yogi Bear's running real fast, right. like brrr, like each time it would move, and he knew that's what it was. So anytime he'd move his mouth, there it went. Then they cut back to Dracula, who's like ha. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's everybody's dancing, and then uh, I okay. Guess, what happened after that? There was a dance contest, right? Yes. Then, yeah. So, <laughs> turned up. So then, all these these fat girls, they get the two fattest girls from the crowd uh-huh. to participate in like a twerk off almost, where they have a clock set and and they just dance. Yeah, and they just sit there and they dance and they shake their ass and, and then they're judged by Dracula. <laughs> 
suddenly Dracula's on this panel. Yeah, they're on the yes, they're on a judging panel. It's like it turns into the Gong Show all of a sudden. Yeah, and then they cut away to the Bandito guy, and it's like bang because his mustache is moving, you know, and these fat girls are just dancing, and they cut away to the studio audience, which is the most half-ass oh, studio how audience. Bored? Do they look? They look so beaten. down. Are they though? They might be beaten down. This is an hour-long, very I'm assuming very popular show, La Gramita and Costell. <laughs> So then two women are dancing, and then, so this one woman finishes, I'm, it takes me an hour and a half to describe what happened in five minutes. So then this one woman finishes dancing, and here comes a Mexican cartel that comes from backstage wearing masks with machine guns. Uh-huh, and machetes. And machetes, and they try they to- look like bandits. And they're trying to stuff this fat girl in Santa Claus's red sack. <laughs> And it, none of it makes any. And Dracula's over there. Oh, see, see, you know. <laughs> so there it is. There's the hard line, the old hard line talking about La Gramita and Costell. And it's just, I mean, there's impersonations, there's accents, there's talking about fat girls and and Mexican cartel and this think, and that. Yeah, it is. I, again, yeah. again, I am not saying this to. Try to attempt to bring anyone down. I'm saying everybody that, needs to cover their ass. That was funny. That is funny. Okay, it's okay. Things are allowed to be funny if you're if you're entertaining people and you're saying things that are a bit off color. Now there are lines that you should not cross. But before you start high horsing people, I think you should go back through all of your audio and make sure that you haven't said things that you wouldn't want to be judged by a jury of your peers about. You know and. That's just one example. I love the ticket. There's so many funny things about it. Dude, I click on things daily from Facebook. Like, I should never in a million years been given a Facebook at 12 years old and had access to something like that at 14, 12 years old because I look at things when I was a freshman in high school or even eighth grade having a Facebook that it goes back on memories to 2011, 2010. And I see, I posted that on Facebook and I'm like, <laughs> what was wrong with me? What, what does one come to mind? Like, just some spelling and stuff, or like, I'll just post stuff random, like, at the crib, chilling. <laughs> what? That's good stuff right Kidding there. Kidding me? Or, I can't wait. I, dude, there's... I don't know, man. You want to look at today's? I can look up one today and probably find it. Yeah, look up one today. But, you know, I, while you're looking that up, we're, we're about done. I have one more piece of audio for you guys. And we're, instead of doing our regular pow break, I'm going to play you guys a song. Um, but... The whole spirit of this conversation is the idea that, hey, maybe as a society, we need to be more forgiving. We need to contextually analyze uh, what's going on a little bit more and stop taking headlines and sound clips and Not any and good ones. judging people. What, what do you got? Not any good ones. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, like people, everyone's got a little bit of skeletons in their closet. Sure. But are you doing your part to better society? Are you contributing? Are you helping pull the wagon? Or are you just sitting there pointing your finger at everybody else who may is may, may have made a mistake at some point or another and trying to bring them down? That's the idea. And I think that's what we can look at throughout this Joe Rogan saga and say, hey, I think he's adding a lot to society. We shouldn't bring somebody like that down. And yes, we should acknowledge his mistakes. But this cancel bullshit, I think we are one step closer to moving past cancel culture. Thanks to Joe Rogan. And our last little piece of audio here, like I said, it's a song. This is, once again, from Corby Davidson of The Ticket. Uh, he's going to explain a little bit, but basically this is from 2011 Ticket Stock. And uh, it's a song about him impersonating an Asian man. Go ahead and play it, Cameron. 
Um, I made the mistake of trying to explain a toy that my son got for Christmas. And it was a very innocent moment, and it was a very sweet moment as a father, as I'm trying to relay this to Bob and Dan and Donnie as we're mixing uh, in between shows. And I wasn't thinking at all when I rattled this off. Is it, is it there? Do we have it up there? There was very little thought that went into that. And now it has turned into the bane of my existence. So uh, I wrote a song about it. And um, this is kind of how it goes. Well, thank you. That's enough of that. There it is. Ha chika pata hooti wunana by Cobra Corby Davidson. Um, yeah, hopefully that was a good little segment for you guys. But now we're going to move on. We're going to wrap up this first season of Last Thing We Need. What a ride it's been, boys. Dude, it's been a hell of a ride. Good. Thank you guys who've supported so far. You know, we're growing each and every episode, and we want to keep growing it. Y'all tell your friends and help us grow because this next season is going to be bigger and better than ever. We're adding video effects. We're doing so many things, and... There's so many more things that we can give to you guys with the video element and with the new things we're going to do. I mean, we're adding, we're redoing the studio. We're going to be bringing so much more to you, so much more energy. We're going to have a whole new sports year. I mean, we're going to be gone for four weeks. Think about it. That's not that much. No. Not that long. Eli's actually going to start uh, part of uh, the new kind of 
spinoff of what we're going to do. Eli's going to have his own channel. It'll be an OnlyFans, and you can email him. He'll take one request to shove something up his ass. A week. Uh, every week. It'll be a new... What's your week one? What do you got locked in? I do not approve this message. All right. There it is. Heard it from the man himself. He approves it. There it is. That's an approval. We can edit that. Dude, I'm, so I think we should touch on it, but honestly, I have an idea, and it's on the fly, but I don't know if it'd be... You guys might be against it. We can go into it and still do our thing, and this might sound really stupid, but with the video element, it might be cooler if we made the people wait four weeks for it. Wait four weeks for this show? For the beer mile. And we brought the video element in and showed them. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely put it all. That'll, that'll eventually get all out on our YouTube okay, cha- so, page and everything. So beer mile, we're yeah. going to touch on it. I think we should talk about it right now We should in talk depth. about it. In depth. In yeah. depth, but... There's video elements we're going to talk about. You might hear. You're not going to be able to see until we come back. Sure, sure. There's going to be some stuff you're going to be able to see. Some stuff you may not want to see. No, it's do not do not show this to uh, elders or anyone you may respect. Um, but I'm going to let is, Smitty take it away and start his side of the story. You know, you just you go and I'm interject and I'll t- you you just you go with it. Sure, sure. So uh, as you guys know, for those of you who's been following the show. Um, we had a little contest over the uh, NFL season and college football and high school football season. We picked games. Long story short, Eli lost in that picking of the games. He had to run a beer mile as a result. That beer mile, uh, what that is, for those of you who also may not know what that is, he's got to run a mile, essentially one lap around the track. He's got to do that four times. Each one of those four times, he's got to chug a beer. He starts the beer mile by chugging a beer, takes off, does a lap. We did this at uh, a, a local park, and we got a, a good amount of needers to actually show up. We had about 15 people there cheering him on. I brought my dog, the Gus Bus. That was our official mascot, by the Official way. mascot of the last thing we need. And the beer mile. We brought some grill. We brought a grill. Some we brought grill. some beers. <laughs> Um, and we were having a good time playing music, kind of like imagine a tailgate type scene. We had uh, some smoke rolling out the charcoal grill, some hot dogs on the grill. Good turnout, man. Thank good you guys turnout. that showed up. Anyone who came out, we can't thank you enough. That I know was we got some awesome. out-of-state listeners that weren't able to show up, but still. Yeah, yeah, that was that was incredible. I was amazed at the turnout, um, and we had just a great time. <laughs> Well, once it got time for Eli to run his mile, he wore a, a nice athletic outfit. He had some leggings on underneath his shorts. He looked very limber. It was cold. It was cold that day, and he did it. He took a knife. He stabbed a hole in the bottom of a Miller Lite. He shotgunned that thing, and he took off on lap one. Dude, he was really bold that day, that whole weekend. Eli, I don't know if that changed the man, but he was very... He was bold that whole weekend, yes. And we had a great time, but... That beer mile really solidified my opinion of Eli that this guy doesn't mess around. No, he doesn't. And I just want to, I'll be on the record here saying that I, that I earned a newfound respect for Eli after that. Yes. After that whole weekend. You're going to call him daddy from now on. I'm not going to do that. But okay. I think, so as you guys know, some of you went with us here, some of you didn't, but we went to an after party after. And my, one of my favorite parts of this whole story is the night after the beer mile, Smitty was going around the bar telling everybody that Eli was his son. <laughs> and so, and, and Smitty and Eli were both, have been drinking heavily because 
Eli had to do a beer mile, and Smitty had to do Edward 40 hands to a fantasy payoff bet. Yeah, yeah. My buddy Brian Lopez, a, a loyal needer of ours, he showed up with two Miller High Life 40-ounce beers and duct-taped them to my hands, and I had to do that. Eli and I both had the uh, same fate. We both ended up throwing up right next to a dumpster. Isn't that right, young Eli? That is unfortunately true. Dude, you did it in an ice pile, though. Yeah, I did. I did it right, you, right like, there. You, like, the ice. Oh, well. What are you going to do? But, yeah, Eli, I think it was lap three. Lap three, Eli got done with his third lap. He chugged a beer, took off on lap one, came back, chugged another beer, took off on lap two. Did I think he completed the third lap? And then Eli or uh, Cameron, are you going to play the audio of the puke? Which do you want the close up or do you want? My- I want the best audio because after lap three, he goes, "Oh, I don't know." Oh, and everyone was. So Eli, I'm just going to play. Eli, I've got Eli. a. I've got a video of my my point of view of this. Let's go from. I'm going to go from the pregame interview first of Eli, and then we'll go to puke. Okay. Howdy, folks. <clears throat> Cameron here. <laughs> not great. I'm doing great, though. Smitty's not. We've got Edward 40 hands. we got Eli. He's got to pay off his bets. we got bet payoffs going off all day today. Yeah. He lost in fantasy to some people that I don't know. Um, and we got Eli here who he has lost our picks, and he's got to run a beer mile. we got a bunch of people here. Let's pan around and show everybody here. That's people pulling up. It's my got a good little turnout guess. for our first annual last thing we need event. That was before everybody showed up, so there was like five people in the parking lot. Got the speaker and all. We're going to do a little pregame interview here now. I'm here with Eli. Got to run the beer mile. Eli, yeah. how are we feeling today? Not good. I'm not excited about this. But hey, one thing's for sure, at least I pay off my bets. Mm. Yeah, I'd like to go on record and say I pay off my bets as well. Look at me. That's all circumstantial. Hey, you said said today's the day to pay off bets, right? That's circumstantial. Cameron owes us a polar plunge, and that's what we want to see next. And you know what's great? You know what? He's taking me back. Uh, He's my driver today. I'll go on the record here. I'll do a polar plunge this week. No, do it today. Not today. I'm I'm a little sick. Not today. This is not about me right now. This is about you, Eli. It wasn't about me. What's the strategy you're going to use going into today? Uh, Not be a pussy and try not to puke. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. There's no strategy to this. I'm shotgunning beers and running a mile. Have you been running in, prepa- in no. preparation? No, no shot. Do you know how to run? Yeah. <laughs> Good question. I saw you doing some high so knees earlier. Yeah, I'm stretching video. a little bit. Have you been stretching any more? Yeah, I mean, I worked out this morning. Did you eat at breakfast? Yes. So are you prepared to puke that up? Uh, I haven't eaten in four hours, so I should be good, hopefully. All right, we heard it here first. We'll get a post-game interview. You spit in the middle of the interview. Uh, we'll get some videos as well as it goes on. Y'all wish us some luck. Eli, All right. Good luck. So you just spit in the middle of the interview. Sorry. All right, here we go. You ready for puke video? Here it is. So, yeah, this is after lap this three. This is Doc Gray. Eli's about to, he's about to go. Let's see it, Cameron. He's about to go. He's got one more lap to do. Chug that fucking thing, dude. Chug <laughs> it like your life depends on it. One more lap. I was a couple oh, beers Eli. in myself. Woo! Somebody starts dry heaving behind Eli! him. Eli! Eli! Oh, here he goes. Vomit! <laughs> Is that Brian? Give it the old so, Ralph. Somebody's just <laughs> gagging behind him. It's for science. Oh, oh. Yeah. oh yeah, on one knee. Jesus. He's full right. on Tebow right now. Stay out of reach of the bus. <laughs> oh, there he is. Get in there, Jackson. Get in there. <laughs> no, you don't have to get in there, Jackson. We had a 13. Okay. Get in there. Oh, oh. <laughs> We Dude, hi- you're about to get to the good stuff. I know. Before we get to the good stuff, we hired a 13-year-old that followed Eli around while they ran, ran the mile with Eli, and this kid is four feet from Eli while Just he's profusely right in there, dude. <laughs> Videoing up close. All right. Oh, it's everywhere. God almighty. Oh, the humanity. 
It's everywhere. Oh, no. This is horrible. This is horrible. Shit, Eli, Eli, Eli. Act cool. The cops are here. Act cool. Stop throwing up. All right, now fucking round a lap. The cops aren't here. <laughs> dude, when you did that, Eli goes, like, stop. Like, I know, dude. It, like, snapped him back it, in. Dude, he was back. He locked in. He was back. It really fucked him up. Do the, th- the close-up video. Give me some puke okay, noise. Okay, Give okay. me some puke noise. Okay, I got to find it. I Go find right it. to it. Because, dude, it was a lot of puke. It was a lot, a lot of puke. I- and I would like to state that I did throw up my breakfast from that day. Good for you, man. Good for you. You deserve that. You deserve that. And here we go. Here we go. Fast forward it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take like 30 seconds. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Here- oh, I- hold on. I had it. You had me. Then you lost me. Produce it on the fly right here. He's in there. This is the close-up video. Oh, oh yeah! Oh, oh yeah! On one, Jesus! He's on Tebow right now. Stay out of reach of the bus. Oh. Oh. Get in there, Jackson. Get in there. Jackson, get out there. Get in there. Oh. 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 Get in there. Oh my gosh, dude. It's fucking crazy. That was, bad. that was really bad. That looked like it hurt coming back up. Did it not? It it did hurt, but it wasn't a good time. Yeah. Well, I can't imagine it was. Dude. Uh, are you okay? Yeah. Like mentally? Yeah. I'm just looking forward to next year when you have to do it all over again. No shot. Cameron was seven percent off. First off. First off, you will not lose. To, I will not lose to you in picks. Yeah, dude, you don't, dude. I was stumping down to your level because I felt bad for you. You stooping? know, stooping. Wait, stumping down. Yeah. Stumping you, down. You talk about. This. I didn't want to call you stupid. I didn't want to call you stupid. Stumping. Listen, I was I was helping you out, but listen, it won't happen again. Just let it be known, it will not happen again. We'll see about all that, but I think that's gonna about put a bow on uh, season one. What a hell of a year! What a hell of a ride! Listen, we got a lot of things going on this year. A lot of good things we're going to be doing this year. How about a little outro music while we talk about it? Yeah, I think uh, it'll be nice. You're going to be able to see our beautiful faces. I'll be really ripped by the time you guys see me next year. Yeah. Um, I'll be in great shape, tremendous shape, the best shape I've ever been in, probably. My beard's going to be looking nice and full again. And um, you're going to see me on video. You're going to see me more on social media. You can follow me at LilSmithDog13. You can, of course, follow the podcast at LTWNPod at Twitter and at Instagram. Um, going to be fun. Yeah. I want to shout out my buddy, Ryan. Follow him on the Twitch. He's streaming now at 2Fly underscore Rye. I play video games with him sometimes. You can hear my beautiful voice on there with him. Slaying people on Call of Duty. Yeah. Find me in the metaverse. Find me in the metaverse. Hey, y'all follow us. Tell your friends with them. We want to grow this thing. We appreciate all the love you've shown us so far. We want to keep this thing going. So y'all help us grow it. Y'all be able to see our beautiful faces. We'll talk sports. We'll talk things real world. We'll bring up y'all's problems. We'll do a Dear Abby segment if you want us to. We don't care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about the world's problems. But mm-hmm. we're really looking forward to next season. A lot of big things planned. Y'all check it out. Tell everybody. We love you guys. If you got big boobs, let me hear from you. Peace. You think you got it. Oh, you think you got it. But I just wanna tell you all, go f yourself.